I wish I knew how to quit you. Then why don't you? This is Codependent Content, a podcast where my partner and I discuss the TV shows, movies, and video games in which we've formed an unhealthy relationship. My name is Matthias, and my co-host is Shannon Riley. Join us each week as we try to make sense of the media we continually give our hearts against our better judgment, and commiserate with us as we struggle and fail to let go of the characters, stories, and worlds that we are entangled with. Because just when we think we're done with content, it draws us back in. Hello, Shannon. Hi, Matthias. Hi, Ariel. Welcome. I'm glad you agreed to uh, do this with me this week. Stay stay another week. Yep. <laughs> We're still here. Uh, today, uh, we are talking about Yellow Jackets. Woo! Episode two from season two. These are premiering early. I'm still confused on when this is supposed to I know, premiere. <laughs> I know. I thought it was Sundays, but it's... Friday. Yeah, so I don't know. we're keeping our Monday recording release date. Yeah, even though, but at this point, we're now like four days behind. But it also gives us chance to check <laughs> up on articles and things like that. So I'm sure we can talk about some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely bring things up later. Uh, in the meantime, first off, why don't we um, talk about? I want I want to do a little segment real quick about just other things that we've been watching and excited about because last week. Right John after right, last week, right after recording the podcast, we went to go see John Wick for Shannon. I can't the mic doesn't pick that up and I can't do anything with it. So you're not helping me with editing. <laughs> so how about say that again? I was just mouthing John Wick for into the mic while staring intently at the lens of the camera. Uh, the only the the third the third movie without a subtitle. Uh, <laughs> In the four movie franchise. Shannon, what did you think of John Wick 4? I loved John Wick 4. John Wick 4 was so good. I was not bored once. It was so good. Mm-hmm. That's my review. That's that's it. I think this is the most video gamey of all the John Wicks. Really? It starts off like really strong and it, it brings back like, you know, bad guys that we've already beat before mm-hmm. it's like a good sequel to a game because that's what happens right the 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 games always have to find a way to one-up each other with the sequels mm-hmm. and in order to do that like you have to introduce the older bad guys right you know the ones that are just kind of like fodder Gotta for bring them back and then but also those were the hard ones last game mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this one they're the easy ones we get through them yeah yeah. and then there's even harder ones later you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. um it kind of starts off it's it's the most if you wanted to turn john wick 4 into a video video game you totally could definitely um but it is it's so much fun and then the first action scenes are like the climax of any other action film yeah you you start (laughs) where most people end yeah 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 it's what a great movie uh yeah we don't want to spoil too much about john wick but if you're a fan of the john wick series and action films in general Definitely a must-watch in the action genre. I will say, you don't necessarily need to have seen any of the other John Wicks. No. Because uh, it doesn't necessarily connect to anything else. Mm. Uh, so that's what's fun about it. I think like you could even skip two and three just to get to this. Yeah. There's like one thing that's mentioned where it's like, oh, you might not know what they're talking about, but that easily... But it also doesn't matter, matter, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what else are we watching? Succession. Uh, great. 
episodes last night and yeah. the week before. Uh, again, just to show that I don't know. Maybe we'll do like a mid-season thing or something. I don't know. If we yeah. Talk about that, but um, we're definitely enjoying Succession right now. Absolutely. We started Swarm. Swarm is a lot of fun. It's Swarm is really weird, weird <laughs> uh, but also kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Donald Glover and Stephen Glover and all the other creators in that are just doing some amazing stuff there. Weird. Um, so we can recommend that. Yeah. Uh, but especially if you're watching Yellow Jackets, uh, not that there's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like there's similar themes, maybe not exactly the same, but it's. it's yeah. Uh, um, uh, but I think the swarm, it, but also might not be for the faint of heart. But that's what I'm saying. If you watch Yellow Jackets, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's if not. you can handle Yellow Jackets, you can definitely handle Swarm. Yeah, it's just a very you know, if you like uh, watching girls, young women, just kind of be in a mood <laughs> and and take that mood out on other people, then. <laughs> Is that what Swarm's about? She's kind of in a mood. Um, also, <laughs> on a much darker note. Is this euphoria you're talking about? Because I, I don't... think it probably has to do with like mental health and like emotional well-being and how we build relationships. So, uh, you know, but also she's kind of perpetually in a mood and that's great. It's really, it's a really yeah. good, really weird, mm-hmm. really weird, really good show. Yeah. And then I think we finished Shrinking uh, last week, finally. I think oh, we were yeah. a little behind. Uh, we were a week behind, but we finally finished that. And um, I think that was a really good finale for the show. I'm really, now I, just, I can't wait to see uh, season two of that show. Maybe we'll talk about that because there's some interesting stuff going on there. And maybe we should have talked about it. Well, we weren't podcasting when we were doing Last right, of Us. Right. So it makes sense. But um, but still, it's surprising. That's a show that kind of like snuck up on me how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought we were just kind of be along for the ride, but there are a lot of really interesting, fun characters in Shrinking that I wasn't expecting to, like, kind of fall for. Yeah. But. Okay. I think that's it in terms of what we've been watching and catching up on. Uh, uh, and just, know. like, the basics, Ted Lasso, Mandalorian. Sure. You know, some some cut and dry standard action here. We're we're keeping on that content. Um, We're super excited about Suzumi. And what there's another movie that we what what's the other movie we watched we went and watched this week fucking Dungeons and Dragons oh that's right that's what we wanted that's what <laughs> bro <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons come on uh, Honor Among Thieves yeah uh, don't forget the subtitle Shannon um and uh Chris Pine hot fucking amazing <laughs> uh Michelle Rodriguez hot. badass um uh, Renee. Pay, what's his name? <laughs> Hot. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Justice Smith. And do I need to say other names so you can say hot? They're all hot. They're all hot. Great. It's really annoying. Um, They're all uh, very attractive. And also, if you love D&D, I thought I was going to hate this movie. I thought I was going to make fun of it. But I feel like if you love D&D, this is a good D&D movie. This Did you think like, we were going to go hate watch it? I No, I just thought it was just going to be mediocre uh, and written, you know, and yeah. then like the jokes weren't going to land for me. Uh, like I thought, maybe some cool stuff would happen, but you know, fantasy stuff is hard to do nowadays, mm-hmm. and much less something that is very specifically D and D. And they've had a bad time about about it before. And we've seen so much generic fantasy recently, right? Um, we started a show. It wasn't Shadow and Bone because you're watching that now. Mm-hmm. There was what was the other show? There was another show that we started, like the 
Oh my god! Fuck, it, what was it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was like Amazon or something. But, yeah, uh, and it just wasn't good. It, it was didn't... just like it's so generic fantasy, and then like the characters like don't. Yeah, I can't relate to them, but these characters are relatable. It feels like a party, you know, like a D and D thing. So there's like a little bit of a meta context, but it also like embraces the fact just the world of D and D. It right. doesn't feel like meta in a sense. It just works for the mm-hmm. world, but also still like has the semblance of this is a classic Dungeons and Dragons adventure with yeah. friends kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The- it literally did feel like playing. And we both said after the movie, we were like, well, we, now we, we want to go play. Like it's, yeah. we got to, we got to play now. Yeah. So, so that's it. Those are recommendations for the week. Yeah. Um, any feedback, any thoughts about last week that you want to go over? Lots of going on in your head. Uh, recant any? No, no. I uh, I put episode one to rest, and uh, I really wasn't reading any articles about the first episode. It's it's kind of the second one that I started getting into uh, some more conspiracies. So I still think episode one. It probably should have been a two part, mm. like premiere. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I think that maybe this episode two and episode one. There's just a little bit too much like wheel spinning in episode one mm-hmm. for us to really. Get into get it because then it. you're just like, okay, I want now. I just want you to start the show, you right. know? <laughs> so, yeah, so um, like preamble. So yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, I think also, I mean, if we can track how people are engaging with the show itself, mm-hmm. um, our TikToks are not doing that well in our episode, <laughs> like our like in the terms of viewership. Yeah, even they're not even podcast. getting delivered. <laughs> so it makes sense, I think, in just terms of like uh, Yellow Jackets episode one, just didn't hit. Get a I, lot of buzz. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I think episode two might be a little bit different because uh, mm-hmm. they uh, went all in, I should say. Um, you could say they let put everything on the table. And, I knew. I knew. And, uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to come out here with some sort of nonsense pun. This is codependent content. You can email us at codependentcontent <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, we spoil everything here in terms of the episode. Uh, we don't know what's going to be coming up, so we'll have some speculations. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that near the end of the episode. But if you don't want to be spoiled about anything that's going on, tune out now or go watch the episode and then come back later. Uh, and all, as always, you can be, uh, listen to us live, follow us on social media, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. We'll go over that kind of stuff later on. Let's get into Yellow Jackets episode two pew, pew, pew. called Edible Complex. Love that. Any thoughts on what that would mean, Shannon? <laughs> <laughs> I no stop it. <laughs> Cannibalism. Cannibalism. And I also am kind of interested to see as they continue to name episodes if they're all going to be this like lit reference uh cuz the last Cause one the last was last one was about Caesar. Yeah, the lend me your ear. Yeah. thing which is hilarious. I wouldn't have caught that, yeah. Um That's the next line, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, friend, it, the so the title of last week was friends, Romans, countrymen. Lend me your ear. Well, lend me your ear is the implied. Part. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so funny. That's great. I love sure. it. Sure. Uh, yeah. On the nose. Maybe. On the great. ear. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and this one is. So you think this is also a play on Oedipus? Oh yeah. But that's not. But I don't know why. But it's not the Oedipus complex is a different type of complex. Yes. I don't think edible complex translates to that either way. I it, it's just a play on words. I right. think here it's not necessarily. I don't know. Uh, maybe someone smarter than us 
We'll figure it out. We'll talk to Claire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, Claire. She help knows us her. Out. She knows her. Um, uh, her Greek tragedies. I should say. Here's, I think, the most important question, Shannon, of the entire episode. We're gonna just jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the theories are gonna run rampant and uh, all over the internet. It's just gonna be drama, 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 and controversy and whatever. Shannon, who do you think shit in that bucket? Taisa. <laughs> Fuck Taisa. <laughs> Taisa. Okay, or, explain yourself. Or the fucking explain coach yourself. Guy. Um, because uh, since we have like Taisa and Dark Taisa. It's the, it's the, you know, you smelt it, you dealt it. If you're going to point out the fart, you're probably the one that farted and you're trying to cover it up. So I just feel like it's her. (laughs) Do you think she knows she did it? No. I think, I don't know why, but. Okay, but if she's only sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. Now she's sleep pooping. That bucket is in the middle of like where everyone sleeps almost. It's like right off to the other room. You think she went down there while everyone was asleep. Took a huge shit. Yes, I do. And the reason I think that also is because apparently Thaisa just sneaks out at night and nobody fucking wakes up in the common area. And then Van can also sneak out in the middle of the night and no one wakes up in the common area. So all these bitches are heavy fucking sleepers and someone could absolutely take a dump in that room and apparently none of them would notice. You just seal that shit real tight, you know? And But yeah, I think it's Thaisa if I had to guess. Well, you heard it here first. Thaisa's a pooper. (laughs) Um, I'm wondering if, if, uh, to be complete, I was being facetious or I guess whatever earlier in terms of this being a controversy on the <laughs> internet, but if you bring it up, is this the Chekhov's shit of, of, you know, the bucket of the series, right? Like is who's shitting in that bucket? Like, are these, is th- are things going to slowly keep coming back? And like, it's what, Javi. is there a person? Is it Javi? Is Javi, Javi doing this? Is someone coming in? <laughs> um, or is someone else having some troubles? Maybe not in this necessary right. sense, you know, right. but like you, you screw something up and then someone else like stops obeying the rules. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the reason for this little thing? Right. Is it yeah. just to show that like they're stuck in this place and people aren't listening to each other because when we don't see her go deal with it so it doesn't bring us to another scene everyone's right. just sitting here thinking like one where shauna mm-hmm. i guess when she leaves they kind of start eating without her you right. know so there maybe there's i don't know was that something to get her out of the room or they all again i don't know I what don't know. it is <laughs> like this is such a weird thing so it has to keep coming back whether it's just these little rule breaking mm-hmm. moments or Something mysterious is happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did you have a guess of who pooped in the bucket? No. Or an opinion? Okay. No, not at all. I can't, I, anyone could be guilty. Is it just the fact that to me is like, oh, it's so cold outside. Like, this is the thing that you know, they're driving each other crazy. Because, right. Because, you know, last week it was, what's her name with the singing? And this week is, so they're yeah. having cabin fever. So I don't, I don't know. I would, but it's maybe, it, maybe we'll keep coming back and we'll, we'll see. Poop watch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, That's a different podcast. Great. All right. Uh, so I think. Segue. That, so let's actually, we are going to talk about this episode, I think, less chronologically, more mm-hmm. like character based. And I think since yeah. we are on Thaisa and since she does kind of bookend the episode mm-hmm. um, in a way, why don't we go and start there? Yeah. Okay. The first thing I have written down about Thaisa is with her sleepwalking habit and i wanted to ask you 
why do you think she's drawn to that cliff? Because I noticed the little sigil was etched into the tree. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if she was being drawn to that symbol or if she was being like manipulated or pulled by a bigger force. Like, was it to jump off the cliff? Like, why, what, why was she doing that? Right. That's the, I guess the ultimate. That's a, that's a good question. I don't think there's an answer yet for that. Right. right? Um, which, but it does bring us to an article that was on Nerdist that I read earlier. And this is something I'd almost completely forgotten about. And the headline of the article is who is the man with no eyes. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I first saw that man in this episode, I don't, I didn't know what I was looking at. I was like, is she following Javi? Is she having like a vision? Like mm -hmm. I didn't know what was kind of going on there. I didn't realize we'd seen him before. Yeah. I forgot. I just took, completely forgot about it. So we saw this man, apparently, um, when first when she was a child and she was there when her grandmother died. And her grandmother saw the man in, oh, the, mirror, in the mirror. And then she Ooh. maybe did or did not see this man, right? Ooh. We've also seen um, one of uh, Sammy's, her son's dolls, um, without eyes. In it, and she thought mm -hmm. Sammy did it. Mm hmm. But it's possible she did that mm -hmm. when she was in her sleepwalking state. So we don't actually, like, know, right? Okay. And then we have seen him again before. And he's also in the opening credits. He's got, like, oh. flashes somewhere in there, you know, including, like, this image of him turning around and falling. So is he, when we first meet him, if he's this, like, figure that the grandmother was saw and was afraid of mm -hmm. as she was dying. She was being peaceful about death. And then suddenly she was scared. Right. You know, and there was some idea maybe that like she lost her eyesight or like she was, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly, but this is, these are the things I remember reading. Mm -hmm. And there's this idea that this could be like a death incarnate you know a harbinger okay. of death you know is it an angel what is it you know because mm. she asks like are you do you see an angel you know right. um and the grandmother doesn't answer so this is definitely something that could be either tied to a supernatural this mm -hmm. is something that's tied i think directly to taisa mm. i don't know how this connects to like the wilderness even though we see that symbol and isn't that what isn't that like Lottie's symbol or yeah. like whatever you know? And yes. so, whatever it, it's definitely tied to whatever Lottie's going through as well. Mm -hmm. But I find it interesting that this is not the first time she's seen this person, and it had nothing to do to at before with this like wilderness, right? Right. So I don't know that it was necessarily about the symbol, um, but it's definitely drawing Taisa to something, mm -hmm. you know. Because I'm even wondering, like, if that's if that's the case, because I, we know, like, Lottie and Lottie's energy, she's not our, like, big, bad, uh, like, dark villain of the of the show. She's going through something that uh, is going to impact all of them, but she's not, like, the bad thing. And I'm almost wondering if the man with no eyes is more of a darkness that has been in Thaisa's family or in Thaisa's life in the past, if being near that sigil is maybe like protection energy. Like it just so happens that Van was able to stop her and that's where the sigil is. 
Um, cause I don't, I don't think Lottie like came out that far and etched it into a tree. I'm just wondering then maybe if there's a layer of protection or like goodness. Well, if I recall, the symbol was there. Lottie didn't make up the symbol. The symbol was, is around right, somewhere. Right. She's just kind of co-opted it. Right? Yeah. Um, cause she feels a connection. Mm-hmm. With this She's thing. like a conduit, not an instigator. This is just, unfortunately, like it's too vague and myster- mysterious to really like, look at you mm-hmm. know i think to, or to get any clear concrete answers about what the heck is yeah kind of going on i mean throughout the rest of the episode um we see her do this she wakes up and uh she just seems like really scared about what's kind of going on and mm-hmm. we know this is we knew this was like happening and then we'd cut to her trying to keep herself awake because now we understand like what she's trying to keep at bay mm-hmm. you know she if she doesn't go to sleep then she'll hopefully not like run into this alter ego you know right. and then we but we, then we see an image of her alter ego in the mirror mm-hmm. which i think is a shot that you really yeah. enjoyed um and like th- it's just this this thing that's like always under the surface with her you yeah. know and it's obviously like trying to get out mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know why i don't know if it is her if it is like you said before like her true self mm-hmm. you know or if she's some sort of mess like is the entire crash like her fault you know in in mm-hmm. essence that like whatever it is in her thing are we going to find out that like this is the connection that brought them there in the first place mm-hmm. you know i like i don't know but it's definitely like a strong strong connection um but again like all of her stuff is just super super vague it doesn't really mm-hmm. give us anything to like latch on to or to i think to kind of like b- find any conclusions it's just there to be right. kind of creepy it's there yeah. to show, like it's she's, all theory gate right now too we're only in yeah. episode two like i don't i don't want answers to any of these questions yet i want to take the full journey of like what the fuck is going on but speaking of her i keep calling her like dark Thaisa or like other Thaisa, but her other self is like omnipresent almost in her day-to-day life. So when she's hallucinating Sammy, hallucinating seeing Sammy, I was wondering if that was like a manipulation tactic by her other self to get access to Simone. Because... If you hallucinate, think, hold mm. on, well, here, bear with me. This is a mm. this is a goofy theory. Okay, but um, we know from the last episode that Simone said, you know, if you don't get help and fix whatever's wrong with you, like I'm going to the press. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow this up, and we're gonna go from there. And a moment in this episode that I really, really, really loved comes right at the end mm-hmm. when they're in the car together, mm-hmm. and you see. What I think is dark, Thaisa, because this actress, every time she shifts into the other persona, like her eyes narrow a little bit. There's like a tightness around her eyes that I feel shows us the shift of like whether she's in her right mind or her other mind. And you see her eyes tighten. She like clocks the street. She looks back at Simone and she gives Simone this little like, uh, and she like raises her eyebrows. And it's so slight. It's like a little micro movement. And then they get hit by that car. And I'm like, did you plan this from the start? Maybe not exactly to like get into a car accident, but it almost feels manipulative. It's like, Simone, you thought you were going to have power here and you are not the one in control. It's 
it's me, it's Thaisa, it's this Thaisa. And I just, that little moment right at the end, I didn't think anything other than like, of course she's, she's tired, she's exhausted, she is hallucinating, she misses her son, that's so obvious. But that little, that just, those eyebrows right at the end, I was like, mm-mm, Simone, oh, Simone. Yeah. My poor girl. I I guess I didn't think about the fact that, like, that this other Thaisa, like, what the agenda is then, mm-hmm. you know? Um, bizarro Thaisa. Uh, like, is it, yeah, it is, is this Thaisa what even got her the Senate seat, like, in, in the, the first place? place? Oh, that's the other time we see the man with no eyes is when she's giving a speech. And oh, then really? He's in the crowd. Interesting. Um, after like winning the race or whatever, okay. and and she kind of gets a little bit more, um, aggressive. I think in mm-hmm. the in the speech, and and he's clearly there. So there's like, yeah, there's a manipulation thing there. Like that. This definitely. I. So uh, yeah, I'm curious what that kind of agenda is yeah. if there is you know and, and and if that's like kind of what even got her and now that she's getting closer and closer to achieving that goal now it needs to like get rid of the other people in her life so mm-hmm. that it can like fully do something I don't know that's an interesting yeah. interesting thought you know and I wonder um well maybe I think okay I, I feel like we need I want to talk about her later but I'm, I'm wondering where Lottie fits in with this because again we there I feel like there is that connection that we talked about it last yeah. week how Thaisa and Lottie maybe team up or something out mm-hmm. in the wilderness maybe she becomes like she allows this person to come out and it becomes like a worse version you know mm-hmm. and that's what pushed van away or something but it becomes yeah. exactly what Lottie wants which is to connect to this wilderness and it becomes like that version you know or whatever yeah um so still curious that's going to happen but because there's a connect like she is against even talking to lottie you know or or figuring this out you know just gonna say that she's so adamant i'm also obviously interested to see uh we know adult van exists and i've been excited to meet her but now i'm wondering since we play so much this acceptance and rejection thing, if as this dark Thaisa just grows stronger and stronger and more chaotic, like that has to be the thing that maybe uh, tips her hand to like reach out to Van to see if that acceptance or that understanding is still there, or even perhaps draws her to adult Lottie because on the, I in the woods, um, Van is the one that's like, hey, if you're struggling, we should probably talk to Lottie. And she's like, I'm not fucking talking to Lottie and neither are you, right? You're mm-hmm. not, you're not. And she's like, oh, what? No, but she is. Mm-hmm. Van is talking to Lottie. And I think it would be very interesting to see Thaisa seems so against. We kind of see, we we see who's more inclined to be team Lottie and who's more inclined to not buy into whatever she's going with and i feel like taisa on the surface is someone that's like no this is ridiculous and we're here with with rules and goals and tasks to complete uh but i think there's a part of her probably because of the weird shit that she deals with that has a kindred spirit almost with the weirdness that lottie deals with too Mm -hmm. and i think we're building to an understanding between the two in some capacity like we were talking about last week Mm -hmm. but i think yeah as dark taisa in present day timeline grows more chaotic i think that's going to help bring those two characters together in present day yeah for sure um i think 
we'll talk more about Lottie, yeah. I, I think, a little later. Uh, let's. I think quickly we can move on to Misty and what's going on with her because we don't see much of young Misty oh, yeah, doing no. anything, you know, but we do get a little bit more of like that storyline and and I think we'll get more le- next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, her trying to figure out where Nat's at and what's going on and her friends are still ignoring her. Yeah. Um, and then who walks into her life but uh, the one who puts sick into forensics. <laughs> It's Elijah Wood. Uh, our boy, Elijah. Uh, um, I love this introduction of him. Yeah. That like little <laughs> sir. Elijah Wood, he can do no wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I once uh, got to uh, stand next to him while he smoked a cigarette in the smoke pit while I was at a film festival in mm. Austin. So that's why he's he's super cool dude. <laughs> and I didn't bother him once. Uh, but you know, not- he's always been super cool. Like I've been to that film festival and he's always around and yeah. he's just, he's always super cool. But like, I love, I love Elijah Wood and I love that he's in here and I love this already I, that connection and like everything. And it was clearly his voice mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. and just the way that he's going to play off of um, Christina, cr- uh, <laughs> no, oh. Misty, Christina Ricci, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, character names, Shannon. Uh, oh, well, you uh, said Elijah, so I thought we were going. Well, why, well why, we don't know his name actually, so we don't. I don't know that we. We yeah. only know that he's puts the sick in, in forensics. forensics. <laughs> so I'm calling him Elijah for now, unfortunately. Okay. All right, uh, because I don't know that uh, unless he's in the credits as a name. It, we we haven't, didn't look though. Um. So it's a, I can't wait to see their dynamic because it's already playing out without even them having spoken a word a to word each other. A word to each other. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, this is this is the show I want. This is, I don't even want anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Elijah and Misty uh, going on adventures. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, right? We see that um, Elijah has given Misty a note Clearly knows who she is, like knows her full name, mm-hmm. gives her a note that and and he's on the case, right? Mm-hmm. And and invites her to like join him on the case. Like he's all on board. This is kind of what he does. He's a citizen detective mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's easy to understand that, like, okay, so he could figure out who she is, so he knows his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we always have to remember this is a world where 20 years ago, a group of soccer kids like were in the wilderness Mm -hmm. and came back two years later um and you know it was a major news event Mm -hmm. right if he knows who she is he knows who she is he knows what she went through Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm willing to bet that this is not a coincidence you know, they mm-hmm. didn't like meet each other on like a little forum in this way and have this little tit for tat kind of thing. And then he just wants to like mm-hmm. get connected. He's been if he like he's not a dummy, mm-hmm. like he would have looked her up and he would he's interested in something. You mm-hmm. know, there's going to be some other ulterior motive there. Do you think? Do you- yeah. Very briefly. I wondered if he was at all connected to Lottie. Um, yeah, there's, I have no like reason to think that I just, I thought similarly, I'm like, this is not a coincidence. And with all the like unreliable narration that we have, I don't see coincidence playing a big role in the show. Mm -hmm. So if he's here, he's here for a reason in the same way that 
random guy in a bar as actually cop playing undercover detective. Like mm. everyone has a different motive for what they're doing on the surface. And I don't think Elijah Wood's character is any different. I just don't know what no. that motivation is. I mean, is. do you think that's even his mother that he's pushing around? And that- My headcanon is no. <laughs> I like to think that... Uh, he just found some old lady and is like, my mother needs along. it. Yeah, yeah, just to get into mm-hmm. Misty's get in. life, you know? There's some definitely con artist shit going on here. Um, I'm all shit. for it. I wanted, I want them to be friends and I want them to do this yeah. and like be weird and like mm-hmm. accepting of each other kind of mm-hmm. thing. But also like, I don't trust him. And the, But Misty right. immediately is kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. because she's... Because he's like in the know. He's like, "Oh, I know you're you're smart enough to figure this out, Misty." You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like he, she's enjoying this. She doesn't get. She doesn't have friends. We know that. You right. know, and like all her friends are ignoring her, and she doesn't get compliments either. So like right. she's finding uh, like a kinship here, mm-hmm. and I think that like he's he's charismatically playing with her. You know, yeah. and and unfortunately, that's that's my. She might drop her guard. Yeah. My only hope <laughs> is that it's it turns out not to be malicious because sure. Misty is insane in her own quirky way, but like is not a cruel person at all. Yeah. And I think, you know, people with weirdness to them or weird energy, like they are often lonely and made fun of and kind of pushed like just to the fringes. And I don't I don't want that for her. I don't want people to prey on her in that area, even like right in the beginning of the episode, Misty's sitting next to the girl that is always humming. Mm-hmm. And that like one bitchy soccer girl we met in the last episode is like, oh, great. Now there's two of you. It's like when two weirdos meet and connect, like that's something really special because. Yeah. Well, they're playing. It, it's Crystal, right? And they're playing like swords outside you right. know, later on. They're like to, it, probably like reenacting Peter Pan or something, you know, like. <laughs> and and like what a what a wonderful. That's another interesting thing about the show is we don't get a lot of those like light moments. We don't get light moments. Yeah, we don't we don't see any of that. So to see Misty like playing with a friend or to hear a girl humming and singing outside, like those are just little moments of joy and lightness in this world of cannibalism and like sleepwalking and drinking blood tea like it's so nice to see those and i'm so glad that it comes from someone like misty because that makes sense to me mm-hmm. so yes i'm I'm with you i think elijah wood's character is not coincidentally just involved in this and it is my deepest hope that he does not hurt her because she will kill him and get away with it um i have a feeling they're gonna commit murders together and oh. i don't know <laughs> oh they're gonna commit murder um, together i don't know what she- <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, let's move to, I think, I mean, the only ones we really have, let's do Nat, because I think she can be uh, another quick one, and then we'll do Shauna and Lottie. Okay. Right? Let's talk a little bit about Nat. I have a lot um, of opinions about Nat this episode. Okay, start. All right. So, um, my my biggest thing is uh, the interesting pit between Lottie and Nat, just how different uh, they interact with their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Nat is like, hunt, gather, find, report. And and Lottie's like, blood tea, sacrifices, mm-hmm. prayer circles. And um, in regards to Travis, I have written down that uh, she's not necessarily experiencing like a sexual jealousy or like your typical teenage jealousy of, oh, I think my boyfriend might have a crush on another girl. It's like she's seeing 
Lottie actively providing Travis with something that he needs to cope with what's happening that Nat cannot provide for him because of who she is and like what she believes in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a, a big like point of conflict in their relationship is that sure. Lottie's able to provide this kind of airy hope and Nat is like, no, it would make more sense to ground in reality, even if reality is harsh. And yeah, I think just that jealousy comes more from a place of, you know, you're watching someone that you really care about cultivate this different type of connection with someone else. And you're like, why, like, why isn't that us? Like, why can't that be me? Why isn't this the thing that's like working more for you? Um, Yeah, I, there's, there's definitely, yeah, she, she wants to be there for Travis, but what I'm getting is that her whole thing is like trying to, um, get Travis like on kind of like to to stay with her in a sense, of, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a selfish motivation because this is where her like coping mechanisms start, right? Travis is her coping mechanism. Her having a purpose is her coping mechanism, mm-hmm. and she's losing him not just to like Lottie, but she's losing him to the idea that Javi is like still out there, you mm-hmm. know. Like she doesn't have him. Like she can't survive out here. Like she's already like uh had sex with him they're having like uh like this little relationship where like yeah. you know it, that it's her little warmth in this cold you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and and this is what's keeping her kind of like almost alive in yeah. a sense and in the same way that like she eventually goes to other things um the idea of like giving like doing the thing that she does which is to pretend that Javi is dead and that she found something of Javi's and is not for Travis's sake. I don't think like, I don't, I think that's more for her because if she doesn't do this, then she doesn't have her coping mechanism. She doesn't have the thing that keeps her like sane and whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's what she gets at the very end of the episode uh, is he comes back to her in a way, you know, physically Mm -hmm. and emotionally. Right. And I feel like that's going to, come back to haunt her because I absolutely don't think that like Javi's dead for whatever reason, but he is probably still out there and he's going to find out the truth. And that's probably what drove the wedge because they're no longer together. And obviously then she goes to like other coping mechanisms and Mm -hmm. that's why she's been in rehab five times, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's been, um, you know, woken up having overdose probably multiple times before we see like a little flashback, you know, she's dealing with that now because she's, struggling with not having these coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. and she's back in this wilderness kind of dealing with that even though she doesn't know it right yeah i think it really is just her like she's doing it out of her own self-preservation you know because if she doesn't have travis there and she doesn't have him like fully like committed to kind of her Mm -hmm. then she has no one you know and i would i would go one step farther with that too of like Almost all of our actions are self-serving in some way, even if we on the surface can say like, oh, I'm doing it for you. Mm-hmm. I I know like this is not malicious at all on Nat's part. I think it is self-serving in some ways, but I also do think it's hard to watch people that you care about suffer. And Nat almost like tries to play the role of God a little bit. She thinks that she knows best. Sure. And that the the healthiest way for everyone, her, Travis, to move forward is 
if Travis admits and recognizes that Javi is gone. Because she thinks she knows for certain that that's true. So to take that power in your own hands and manipulate someone else's reality, no matter how full of good intent you are, like there's a selfishness and a, an accidental cruelty there because it's not your place to change someone's and like cultivate someone's reality. Mm-hmm. And going a little further down that road, if I'm Travis and I've been looking for my brother for seven months now and my girl comes back with some blood on pants, I'd be like, you take me to where you found this now. The fact that he just like, she just says, I screamed, I did it. Like he didn't, he didn't, he's gone, he's gone. And Travis is like, fuck, okay. It's crazy to me that they've been leaving every day to hike for 12 hours through the woods and you wouldn't be like, you take me to where these fucking pants were. No, I think it's, I think it's because like he knows, because if it's been two months or however long, like, he has already had these doubts mm-hmm. and he already like assumes that Javi is dead. So this is just like for him, like confirmation, like he mm-hmm. doesn't need to see it. You know, like it's, I I think it's uh, unfortunately like he's already been feeling this way and he's already assumed that he's going to get this information at some point, yeah. you know, and this was just it. So I don't think he can be as when you're, it's been a long time. I don't think it's as easy to to say, you know, right. and putting it in his shoes, like, and how hungry they are and how much they've actually searched. And mm-hmm. like, he's been trying, you know, eventually it comes to a point where like, you can't right. do anymore. Like, what's he going to do? You're going to go out there and but, he's going to find nothing, you know? Well, like, right. so with how, with how quickly he sponges every time Lottie says like, he's alive. I feel it. He's like, hell yeah. Even seeing the pants. It's, you it's happened once. Uh, you say every time, but that's only been. Well, it's been it's been seven months. Like, I'm sure that Lottie hasn't only said that one time. Seven months since, since. Since they crashed. N- yeah, but Javi hasn't been missing seven months. He's been only been missing. Like, Two months? Yes. He I was there he was, all the first season. Yeah, I know, but I no, thought you're he thinking because they say Shauna is seven months pregnant. But right. She's that was when they crashed. But no, he hasn't been missing since the crash. No, no, no. I knew that. I just thought it had been like a much longer amount of time that he's been gone. But anyway, I feel that. Well, that- if it's been longer, if it's been. Okay. The thing is, I was like, if it's been longer than two months, then yeah, even more so. Like, you have to assume that this person's dead and you're not finding them. I'm like, just, there's no I'm reason. I'm surprised <laughs> that if he's been like this hellbent on finding his brother, even the the pants with the blood, to me, wouldn't you be like. That's just proof that he's been here. Maybe he's hurt. Like you might have missed. I don't know. I just to just to see blood on pants and be like, yes, you're dead. And then he just folds them and and like sticks them into Jackie's pyre. And like, that's his goodbye to Javi. I felt was just kind of weird because if that was his biggest motivator, that was just a really quick like doom for me, for me. But. I guess I kind of see what you're saying because no, I did think he was gone a lot longer and I had a feeling that Lottie has been uh, feeling Javi's presence. So I didn't think it was only that one time. I do think that people try and find plot holes where there are not supposed to be like plot holes mm-hmm. in these kind of things. Cause they're like, oh, I wouldn't believe that. Or oh, I, cause they have information yeah. that they like, cause we're an audience member. We're right. not a person that's like starving. We like have very little food, very little energy, very mm-hmm. little sleep. Like so many different things. And we've been out here for like seven months. months. Like, and like we've searched everywhere. Like there's a whole lot like 
to imagine like and again the, the writers it's the point is that she has to convince him and for mm-hmm. whatever reason for the plot to move forward you he know be- so like is it, it yeah is it believable i don't no, if you have a problem with that, like it's not, I, it's, but to me, it's not like a plot hole. This is just what, yeah, happens, no, you know? I, don't, I don't think it's a like, plot this hole is either. Just, um, something that, like, it, he does believe it because we, there's no, for, especially for us, there's no reason to, if you want to make it quote unquote believable or mm-hmm. whatever or realistic, you know, then that means like, okay, so he doesn't believe her. So then he, he she brings him out to the middle of nowhere where he found it. And then they're not going to find anything. Like there's no reason to do that. There's no scene there. There's no camera. There's no reason to bring the camera there. We know as the audience that this is a fake thing anyway. Mm -hmm. And she knows it, but he doesn't like the whole point is just the fact that like she convinced him. That's really it. Cause the the lie is more important than anything else. I just, I'm like, man, if you're, if you're North star keeping you going for X amount of months, I, I just feel like poor kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not that's not even the point. I, I don't need to argue that point very much. The most important, the most important thing that happens during that scene is that we see Nat with hair on her legs. And I have to say, I love to see it because I'm sick of seeing these shows where people are supposed to be in like post-apocalyptic, terrible, horrible situations and all the women are perfectly waxed. And like just like the right amount of dirty. Yeah, was, right? what did they like, do on Lost? Was there did uh Fucking Kate was <laughs> always just hot as shit and clean. Yeah. And while they were also next to the ocean, so I feel like them being cleaner makes more sense because they had more opportunities to bathe. It wasn't the middle of winter, blah, blah, blah. But the hair, hair grows, guys. Hair grows. And we saw Nat's hairy legs and shout out to Nat's hairy legs. Is that seven months worth of growth or is it uh I mean everybody has yeah. different growth, you know what I mean? I just <laughs> <laughs> not me petting my leg hair right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I thought that was that was super cool. Sure. In terms of uh, what's going on with her adult Nat, uh-huh. do you have any any thoughts, any more going on there? I don't. Mm-hmm. Do you? Um, no. Not, Pretty brief this not episode. Nec- yeah, not necessarily. I mean, she's, she's stuck, clearly still yeah. here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really know what how this is going to play out and she, but she's dealing with her own, I think withdrawal symptoms, you know, yeah. um, that little and, like panic attack thing she has at the end. Yeah. And I think Lottie is doing that on purpose. Um, obviously again, I still think that Nat is going to find out that she's in the wilderness and doesn't know it. You know, she's yeah. back at the place where it all started and that's, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be like a season ender or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you still think that, um, that girl is the daughter. There's Shana. no reason for me to believe otherwise. So I'm going to just ride that train until someone, <laughs> someone did a post on TikTok that they think it is Nat and Travis's daughter. Okay. But there's probably no evidence there either, but we don't, I mean, so we got two pregnant girls a, in the woods. I mean, or could be, you know, yeah. like we don't, and they're going to be out there for a long while and mm-hmm. they're the only ones having sex. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't Maybe. think, I don't think they had a, you know, suitcase full of condoms. Um, so that is an, that is an interesting theory. That's interesting. I will say, I will yeah. say for sure. And if Lottie has Nat's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I hadn't thought about that one, but I'm still I'm still curious to see what's kind of going on there. Yeah. Um, speaking of daughters, let's let's go to Shauna. Poor Shauna. Let's just like leave out kind of like what happens at the end because we obviously want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Um, Shauna and her daughter Callie, because you know, still dealing with teenage problems. You know, mm-hmm. um, what do you got going on here? Backing up to the very beginning of the episode, just uh, young Shauna still coping with the loss of her best friend, I thought was yeah, really interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that even in Jackie's, I'm so sorry, even in Shauna's head, Jackie's still like mean to her and belittles her and like sometimes kind of talks down to her. And I think that. Not only is that indicative of the type of relationship that they had, I think it's also indicative of the way that Shauna like speaks to herself and what she believes about herself. Mm-hmm. Because we know that Jackie's dead. Shauna, this is Shauna talking to Shauna's inner self. And the fact that she's like, you slept with him to have a taste of what it was like to be me. And like he slept with, you know what I mean? Like that's so awful. And you see what a like secondary character Shauna felt like in their relationship but even creepier than that you feel the hunger seep in as she starts to talk jackie starts to talk about like it's okay like i don't need i don't need it i won't miss it and sean is so disgusted and repulsed like i I could never i what do you mean no i i buried i buried your ear i and she's like no you fucking didn't stop like don't don't play you and don't play me you're just playing yourself right here and i think that's really interesting and Right at the end when Jackie's like, you're the one holding the knife. I was like, she is. And she's going to eat her. And um, that comes into play later. Sure. Um, I'm not a fan of this trope. This like, you know, like talking to your dead, like best friend kind of thing, you know. And like it's you, but it's her. It's like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I just like, I'm not a fan. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't know what. Why, like, yeah, as you said, like, it's showing us a lot of, like, how Shauna views the relationship in them. Mm-hmm. It, I guess it feels, it's a lot of, like, telling, not showing for mm-hmm. me, you know, and because it isn't actually Jackie, like, it always right. rings, like, well, at the end of the day, she's not really there, and it's just, it's just showing us, like, is I, I it's just to show how, I guess, crazy Shauna is, and to me, it's like, it doesn't this is where it doesn't feel believable. You Mm -hmm. know, like I'm just not a, well, I'm wondering there's something tickling my brain from the first season about Jackie, like being the leader of everything. She, I mean, she was the captain of the squad and she was, there was, um, a times where the coach, um, not Ben, but the actual head coach Mm -hmm. was supposed like was, bringing her aside and saying like they're going to be looking for someone to follow yeah right um well so there's I'm- there's like a theory on vanity fair that someone posited about the antler queen that's what which I was we've talked say. about is actually possibly uh jackie uh that's exactly what i was um, gonna say well i'm just uh talking about the article in terms of of what they're saying and um that's where they mentioned that like this they have to follow someone, you mm-hmm. know, and then she is kind of held up to this position mm-hmm. within the team by the coach. And does that continue being true? Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
especially with the hallucinations and all the things that are happening and how Sean is viewing that. I mean, is that what you think is, is happening? Yeah, that's literally exactly what I was going to say. I didn't realize but that it was But if Sean is the only one that is viewing, that seeing Jackie and having conversations with Jackie and it's not everyone else, like, I don't know how that leads to... Well, you know what I'm saying? Is this Shauna's thing or is this everyone's thing, right? Well, like, I think I don't, everyone could, I don't think it's a far cry that everyone could adopt like a new way of thinking. And I don't know if there's anything to be said about like, once you eat a person, like what does that do? But if we all share in this like Eucharist, basically where we feast on the charred body of our dead leader, like, is there a way that that person does become the thing that leads you. And I'm going to have to go read that Vanity Fair article now because I didn't, uh, I would like to hear someone smarter than me try to put it into words. Cause that was just like, I just wrote some vague things down about like the antler queen and, and the fact that she has always been a leader and now they just don't, they don't have a leader. It's not Lottie. I think that people still look to Lottie though. Not everyone. Do you okay? But I want to get to Lottie because, okay. like, I, but I mean, before then, let's like we we should talk about more about what's going on with Shauna. I mean, we don't really know. We don't see much of like adult Shauna anymore, um, but we do get a lot of like her daughter Callie mm-hmm. and like what she's dealing with. We know that uh, who is it? Oh God, the the uh, Kevin. police Kevin uh, with a Y comes up and. Um, Kind of does like a, you know, a little check-in kind of interrogation with mm-hmm. with Shauna, and she just like you know blatantly lies and stuff like that. The police are like we knew they were going to be looking at her. There's mm-hmm. no way not to, right? I don't mm-hmm. know how they made the connection. Well, they haven't made the connection, but they're like they're theorizing. Yeah, you know? I feel like it has to be the phone records, right? Because he says, like, we have does, a lot of... That's the thing. It's like, there's definitely, like, a connection to be made. Yeah. You know, but they still haven't... They don't have enough to to, to show it, you right. know? Um, well, why do you think Callie comes in and saves her mom? Why is Callie doing anything? Callie. Is, you tell me. Because, like, even whenever we get that little moment afterwards where she's about to leave and Shauna says, Callie... And she's going to tell her to go out the back. But there's like that little moment where she wants her to say something else. And I don't know what she wants her to say. Like, what does she want? Is she wanting an apology from her mom? Is she wanting her to like, just tell her the truth? You think? I, you know, (laughs) not to circle back to The Last of Us, but honesty is important. And I do think... uh, I think teenagers need to stop looking for honesty. I, I, I think at our core... Yeah. There's so much there's so much that we can try to understand and forgive if only the other person values us enough to be honest with us. And the reason that people get so angry and that there is so much pain is that, you know, not only did you do this thing I don't like, you then didn't tell me like you hit it. You 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 changed the reality of the situation and you decided that that was more important than being honest with me about what's really happening. So I think that there's so many characters that we see in media and in just in our day-to-day life, like honesty is what you want. It's that trust. And it's like, if you just say and admit the thing that's in front of you, there's a way to move forward. But if we're all going to ignore the truth that we all know, there it's just like a constant barrier. So 
I don't think if Shauna was like, hey, sit down, I'm going to tell you everything. I don't think Callie would just immediately be a, a perfect daughter and a totally different person. I think she would still have huge, like, hard emotions to shift through. But I think that would show Callie that her mom, like, respects her and sees her as a person mm-hmm. and not just, uh, like, a daughter that she wants to hang out with and go to the mall and watch movies. Like, if you're dealing with this big thing and you're going to fuck our life, at least have the like balls to tell me what's going on. Yeah, I think I like yeah, Maybe. all very No, for sure. I mean, she's definitely looking for something there and I think it is like she wants the truth. She just wants to be included. I don't I don't really know. Um there's something about Callie that I I don't know if maybe it reminds me or if it also possibly reminds Shauna. Do you think Callie has like a little bit of Jackie energy? You know? <laughs> to her, you know, and about her Aww. that like Shauna maybe loves, hates, doesn't want, you know what that's, I'm saying? That's so interesting. I mm-hmm. I didn't see that, but I like that. I like I that feel like idea. it's coming out more mm-hmm. in this episode, just like the kind of general attitude kind of thing, you know, but also like the, like she does, she get, does go and pr- kind of protect her mom or, mm-hmm. or save, you know, so she, there's this care there, you know, yeah. but it's all very like, then she does these manipulative things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and she's trying, and then the, like, kind of rebellious nature or whatever leader nature of, like, going and hitting on a guy at a bar, even though she's a 16-year-old. <laughs> fuck, Callie? Uh, um, which was going to be such a weird storyline, but then it turns out to be a cop anyway. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's still weird, but at least it's, well, he knows who she is, right, you know? <laughs> right. I was like, oh, she does this and he doesn't know. Like, I'm going to be so mad. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but so that's that whole thing is going on. I mean, uh, uh, what do you think is ultimately happening, going to happen with uh, Callie? Do you think she's a, she's on her mom's side? If I can be incredibly transparent to you, Adult Shauna's storyline is the one that I care the least about, and I feel bad. I just don't, uh, I don't know. She murdered a guy. I'm like, where does that come into play? I don't, I don't know what Callie does. Like, I don't understand her motives. I don't really know where we go from here, and I don't know what the point of all of that is and how it ties me into any of the rest of what the other girls are doing. No, I, this is a slow burn thing where. It's not as present as it is for Thaisa, mm-hmm. but I think we eventually have to get to the point where the real Shauna has to come out. Like, mm-hmm. she's not only lying to Callie, she's, like, lying to herself. Like, she doesn't, she's never really true. Like, the only, and last episode, we got her trying to be truthful with her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, she's still hiding behind all these half-truths and just, lies yeah and but the true shauna is the one that like can kill someone and like and, i was gonna say and is skin, true shauna a murderer of a, yeah like, i mean like has no problem like getting rid of a body like has a calmness about her with these like darker things you mm-hmm. know and like she's putting makeup on a corpse you know and right um there's something I think that we're going to learn about Shauna that she's still hiding that like it's going to eventually just have to like come out and we're just mm-hmm. seeing her like just completely like disregard it and ignore it and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish it would move faster. You know what I'm saying? Because like I don't we're not getting the glimpses like we are. It's not as overt yeah. as it is yeah. with Thaisa. 
But I think that's basically like the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said before, like this is the primal nature, the true self that she is or darker self, whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's what it, what she's going through, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, not much going on there. I don't know what it's going to do with the Callie storyline. I but- feel like, like, okay, I'm trying to think now, how does this story like excite me moving forward? I'm wondering if that looks like Callie does somehow end up in on it or if Callie ends up getting connected with Lottie in some way because it's like, so what do we do with her, her husband and her daughter? Are they just here because she murdered? You know what I mean? I'm like, how, how do we tie all of them in? And I'm really hoping it's not just Shauna reckons with the fact that her primal self can be a murderer. And then her daughter snitches on her and she goes to jail. Like, I don't know, but I think it would be really interesting. I think it'd be really, 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 really cool, actually, if somehow Callie and the girl who I think Shauna's, like, Wood's daughter is, if, like, they met somehow or got connected in some weird way. I think that would be a really interesting dynamic to explore. But what is Callie ever doing? Yeah, I guess there's no, again... This is all just a mystery box show and there's no clear conflict yeah. for you to like kind of like latch on to of like obstacle that they have to kind of like overcome kind of thing. It's mm. just like, what is everything about? And that's why we're just asking questions, you know, mm-hmm. because there is an idea that if this is like a Breaking Bad, you mm-hmm. know, then like the wife and the son, you know, they end up eventually learning who their father really is and then mm-hmm. like turning against him kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And if that's what they're trying to do with Shauna in the similar vein of Breaking Bad, like is that what Maybe. eventually like kind of like leads to, you know? She has to like live a double life kind of thing, yeah. you know? But it's not as clear cut as that. I don't know that they're trying to like, there's no other kind of references to the similar tone, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's always like just all these other mysteries going on that we're just trying to figure out. And that was what... Again, I hope, like, we would understand more of, like, what this show wants to be. Yeah. Um, Because uh, season one, like, the mystery worked. It's not going to – I don't think we can maintain that for all of, like, season two. Right. You know, we got to, like, kind of get to, like, what is the thing that you're we're trying to get to? Yeah. You know, what is the deal with the show? I do have one more slight idea. I keep – thinking the theme to me is like acceptance versus rejection of different things. And that could be something that plays out in Shauna's family dynamic because all of these people are dealing with like accepting or rejecting their inner selves and how the people closest to them also either accept or reject them. So I think that's also an interesting theme to watch play out. But that's, uh, that's, that's Shauna. That's pretty much all I have to say about her. I feel like I didn't spend a whole lot of time with her this episode, but I, uh, we have Lottie mm-hmm. left. Do you want to transition into Lottie? What do you have? You just did. Would you want to uh, start us off? What's something you've got percolating in your brain? Well, we don't really see much of young Lottie mm-hmm. in this episode. She's still, you know, this is where we left her off. Like, I think they are, people are starting to kind of like look to her. Like anytime like a decision needs to be made, for some reason, like Lottie's the one that allows the decision or kind of like mm-hmm. has to be the person to make the decision you mm-hmm. know even Thaisa is like like 
we can't allow Shauna to do this. You know, we have to get rid of this body. And she's telling that to Lottie. <laughs> she's not telling it to like, she's kind of saying it to everyone else, but like mm-hmm. Lottie's the she one that's Lottie's there, stamp. you know, and mm-hmm. Lottie has to kind of be like, well, Thais is right. I get, you know, <laughs> um, and that's kind of what leads us to this thing. And whenever Shauna, you know, even in the later on, she's like, she, when they eat Jackie, she says, she wants us to. Who's right next to her? Mm-hmm. Lottie. Mm-hmm. She's telling Lottie, like, this is what Jackie wants, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, even when they even burn the body, it's Shauna, Thaisa, and Lottie. That's right. an, that's an image for you, you know, to show, like, where, what is going to be. Like, this is the leadership trio kind of thing. Yeah. There's definitely, like, an interesting there, thing there. We don't, we're not seeing anything really happen with, Lottie, but I just do notice these little moments where they keep looking to mm-hmm. her. Like even like you said, when Jackie, I'm sorry, Nat comes back, you know, in mm-hmm. her little argument with like Lottie, it's always like kind of comes back to her. I mean, she's yeah. the she's the weird ringleader that's mm-hmm. kind of grown around this. Um, we do have more of her as an adult, and then we kind of learn. Uh, uh, as she talks to Nat about what actually happened to Travis. And so mm-hmm. we kind of like finally figure out what this mystery is. Um, do you believe uh, Lottie is a reliable narrator or an unreliable narrator? I don't think anyone in the show is a reliable narrator. I don't trust any of them. So I think there is truth in what Lottie's saying, and I do not think it's the whole truth. Mm-hmm. It just it just is what it is. And I don't think it's malicious either. I don't think that she has some sort of weird, like, secretive It's intent. weird that you don't think anyone's very malicious in this shit, because I think there, there's definitely... I don't... Well, like I said, we know, like, the, the showrunners have said that Lottie is not the bad guy of this show. She's not the villain. She's not our big bad. So sure. I have to operate under the idea that she's not ever operating out of malicious intent. It might be self-serving. She might be, I'm not saying she can't do bad or like silly things, but she's not inherently mean or doing things cruelly. So in regards to her version of things, I think it's similar even like when you and I talk and you tell me something and I'm like, I believe that that's how it happened for you. Mm -hmm. But as someone else who was also there, it happened for me kind of in a different way. And both realities can be true. So I think that Lottie's dealing with something like what, what, uh, when we see, what's that blonde girl's name? I don't know. Just there's, there's so much weirdness going on. How can Lottie be a reliable narrator? Well, I think that there's two moments that I think when we see everything that Lottie tells her about. Um, Steve, right? Um, she, everything feels like it's being told in a truthful manner, except the moment where she says, I asked him and he said that you would just make things worse. We don't see that. Mm -hmm. They don't show us that moment, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. At first, like you can believe that to be true. You can make like you already can make sense, but we don't actually see that moment play out. So I feel like that might be not true. You know? So maybe he did want Nat to be there, but she didn't want Nat to be there. Mm-hmm. You know? 
uh, for whatever reason, right? And then the other thing that plays out is after, like, he hangs himself. Um, uh, I was, I said Steve, Travis. Um, you didn't correct me. <laughs> um, uh, after Travis like hangs himself and does the thing, that's where it starts getting weird, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to think that. There, that's the part that is something different happened there. Mm-hmm. Whether it's she is the one convincing him to do that, which is probably true, um, or also the fact that like she s- was not in the right state for whatever reason, and when she was pressing the down button, she wasn't. That's what, yeah. She was pressing like the up I button. I think that's very you know? possible. Um, and she just doesn't want to admit that something happened, mm-hmm. you know? So those are the two moments that, like, there's definitely, like, a not truth. But I also yeah. don't think that, like, if we were going to paint her as, like, a complete, like, liar and, like, none of this is true, that they wouldn't have shown us, like, kind of, like, all these things yeah. anyway, you know? That it would have been more, like, kind of, like, cut up or something, yeah. you know? Like, it, it wouldn't have felt, like, truthful, you yeah. know? So I think you're right. And I also think that... Uh, that's sort of what I thought too, is I think she did. Um, Cause we see, we're looking at her and then we see Travis's legs just get higher and higher, but we're watching her experience something with that blonde girl from the woods who flashed the crane, whose uh, name I can't remember. Like she's experiencing something. And even if she maybe didn't uh, in her right frame of mind, push the up button, like, that's why I think that she's an unreliable narrator because I think she's telling the truth as she remembers it, even if that's not necessarily how it happened. Because like I said, I don't think she's I don't think she's a murderer either. So I don't think she looked at Travis and was like, boop, we're not gonna bring you down. We're just gonna hang you longer. No, but she's like, lying and also like what like she's trying to convince Nat that he's the one that wanted to do this. And I don't know that that's true. I even, even if she even it. even if she didn't hang him, mm-hmm. like there's a possibility that she convinced him to like she's the one that said like we have to in order for you to know what's going on like you need to get close to death. You know? So even in though we to saw him say that she that could be lying. I mean, you're right. It could be. We just don't know n- enough about Travis to really to really. <laughs> know like what the dynamic between him and Lottie like ever became or mm-hmm. what it was or and all those kinds of things. What for whatever reason she is trying to convince Nat that it's it's like she didn't do this, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know that we can we have enough to trust that, right? Because right. this is the first time we're seeing it. We didn't see what actually right. happened, you know? And so like there there's definitely like a reason he called her, and I think mm-hmm. he was having visions, and the wilderness was yeah, coming, and that's why he needed Lottie. Specifically. And I think Lottie's maybe the one that ended up putting him in that situation. I don't think it's true that she woke up and he was gone, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, that doesn't make any sense. We see that she understands these things. She she is about to bury someone alive for whatever kind of ceremony that's kind mm-hmm. of going on. There's no... I think that is part of whatever she's already doing with mm-hmm. this cult. I don't think she would just sit around and be like, yeah, you're not, 
you're just, this is just your trauma, you know? That's mm-hmm. not her. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she's not telling Travis, like, this is just your trauma. You Well, I'm, you're fine. Like, I'll be here or whatever. She doesn't not do anything. Mm-hmm. This is her deal, you know? Yeah. And so I think that she put him in that situation. And I think, unfortunately, she didn't know that that was going to eventually kill him for mm. whatever reason. That part, maybe, like, she just kind of fudged, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think she meant to kill him, but she meant to put him in that situation mm-hmm. for sure. Moving on from that, we finally get to the the big thing about the episode. And finally, the moment we've all been waiting for since episode one, uh, they eat a body, Shannon. They do. <clears throat> they do. Uh, we saw this coming last week. We did. Jackie uh, is the first one to get eaten. Uh, Non-conveniently... Uh, um, maybe supernatural forces, you know, kind of allowed it to happen, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason. The the woods want them to be cannibals, I guess. The woods. Or just wants to keep them fed, you know, for, you know, because that's uh That's what I mean. It might not be malicious. It's, it's like keeping them alive. When we're the smoke monster on Lost and the smoke monster is like manipulating everything. It's like there's the wood, there's a version of the smoke monster in the woods, and that's what I think. Okay, well, that whole thing ends up being purg- purgatory, so you don't know. We don't well, know. What- <laughs> maybe we're all in hell. Uh, um. So, what do you want to say about this whole thing? I love the way it looked. I was shot so cool to intercut it between this like Greek feast and this just cannibalistic like hunger depravity um i thought it was so cool it was so fun to watch it's crazy it was so fun to watch it was really visceral without being overwhelming which i really like like you know exactly what's happening you can see exactly what's happening but it's not gory it doesn't like dwell on it almost and i really like that i don't know if everyone waits for shauna specifically but i like that shauna's the first person that like takes a piece I just think that's super fitting that Sean is going to be the first person to take a bite out of Jackie. And then everyone's like, fuck yeah, we're going to eat. Um, so cool. It's just so cool. Sure. Shannon. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's really amazing. pretty to watch. Um, I'm a little bit on Ben's side here. Um, Ben is fucking is, useless. I'm going to eat him next. He is. He's completely useless. There's no, he's, he's allowed this to happen. I, I feel like he brought this upon himself by not, Taking more charge. From not doing literally um, fucking anything. He's allowing everyone else to kind of like run their own kind of camp. And he has no you know, purpose. He's not doing anything. But then, but We're gonna at eat the him. same time, uh, I'm with him. I'm like, nope, this is not fun. If I'm you were starving. Going... We're, I'm not. Shannon, I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I understand his side of this. This is not cool to me you know um especially the fact that like they these teenagers that i'm technically in charge of i'm like the only adult in the room and mm-hmm. all of them like i'm scared of all of them now oh yeah you know oh, yeah. Like, there's no there's no oh, way yeah. that i'm not um terrified of all of them. i mean i was already probably terrified and now i'm like even more so like yeah. there's no here's the thing though is like there's no in terms of like again, if you want to talk about believability, like there, there's should be like a layer of like just burnt, like 
melded clothing onto her because they did not strip her naked. So now mm-hmm. there's just eating like a lot of like clothing as well. You know, like there's a whole lot like this is not this. I I imagine someone's going to get sick from this anyway, but like <laughs> this is just like this is there's there's no planning here. This is just this is just monstrous, you know, and there's no to me. It's like it doesn't matter how hungry you are like this is. Like, we don't have our next source of food, you know, mm-hmm. like this lasts you like how long? And then you've done what? You know, like, mm-hmm. no, I would have much rather that body had burned. And then like we kind of passed over the cannibalism thing for now, you know, mm. uh, um, but it is it's there. It happened. Yeah, I I mean, I I totally it is such a fucked up thing, but I just can't imagine like. If you're so hungry and then they all just smell it. It's like, what do you smell? It's almost like probably in that moment, it smells like fucking like fresh brisket on a barbecue. Like, I guess burning ooh. bodies don't smell good, but I don't know. Like in that state. I mean, just from what I've heard, because, you know, my I've had friends who went to war and, and burning bodies don't smell good. But like, I don't, I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if you know what, uh, like a good burning body would smell like let us know, I guess. But uh, I can't imagine burning bodies being particularly delightful either. But I was reading an article about the number of like Jackie dummies that they made for this scene. And that one is like the hero one that's all dressed. And then when they made the one that they eat, their goal was to make it look as like juicy and succulent as possible. That they didn't even really want it to look like a person anymore they wanted it to look like brisket or like cow like something else which i thought was really interesting because i'm sure to the girls just in that like fever state moment it did cease to be the charred remains of their friend and did become like a source of sustenance and that's why i'm really interested for the next episode because in the light of day quite literally like you have to reckon with the fact that you all just snapped and like ate your friend. And that's going to be really interesting for all of them to reckon with because, you know, when you're desperate, you can do anything. And then when you're not desperate anymore, you're like, oh, fuck. And now you have to deal with it. And I think that's going to be really interesting to watch play out. Well, this is my only question from this. And I, we, we've kind of already answered it, but do you think we're going to see Jackie again? I do. I do. I think her presence is too big to be without, even though we think it's going to be like more Shauna hallucinations kind of thing. Um, that makes the most sense to me right now. I can see, especially because we already know Shauna does not deal well with guilt. Mm-hmm. I'm sure then eating your friend. adds a layer of guilt and I can see Jackie still haunting her in that way since Jackie has kind of become her inner voice. But I think Jackie will somehow play a larger role outside of just Shauna's emotional well-being. I just don't know how. What do you think? I, well, I kind of hope it's the last time we see her. Yeah. You know, I like the actress. We talked about it. Um, But again, it's not a real person, you know? Mm -hmm. And if it's just an entity, like if this was like, if the, I guess, 
if there is a supernatural element and then like the ghost of the wilderness ends up taking on Jackie's visage, that's mm-hmm. that's one thing. Yeah. Right. But I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't know that that's that that's what the show is. Like, if we're actually doing we still don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. What the soup, the supernatural thing, like what's kind of going on here. Um, but again, at the end of the day, I don't like the haunting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If they're going to be like haunted by Jackie and everyone's going to kind of feel Jackie's presence and like feel them, her telling them something or whatever. Right. I'd rather not see her, you know, right. I'd rather that just be like, like I, I'd rather them kind of express that in different ways or mm-hmm. like, like her presence is constantly there, you know, like there's um weird. I'm thinking for some reason of like Game of Thrones where Ned Stark at the end of the first book and the end of the first uh, series, like after he dies, mm-hmm. we don't see like his kids like having conversations with him. You know what I'm saying? They don't, mm-hmm. they're not dealing with like the haunting of their dead dad. But in my head, the ghost of Ned Stark never leaves the rest of the books and, mm-hmm. or the series. Like you always feel that reverberate throughout the rest of the thing. And that's mm-hmm. what I want for this show is for the for Jack for Jackie to kind of keep reverberating. I thought that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Instead of this kind of like haunting, kind of cheesy, you mm-hmm. know, like she's arguing like Shauna arguing with herself kind of thing. But that's mm-hmm. just my own personal thoughts. I don't know. If you want if you like it and you want it, then go yeah. for it. You know? No, that's I just get my it. own thoughts. And I, I kind of hope it's the last we see of Jackie in this kind of haunting kind of form you know yeah so i'm sorry just to clarify you wouldn't mind if like we'll call it the ghost of the woods took on her visage or you don't even want to see that either if that's what the show wants to be then i think then we'll be in a clear Mm -hmm. something supernatural is happening Mm -hmm. and as opposed to the vagueness of it sure yeah yeah and that's just a a choice you know but i think you're gonna at that point, you're clearly going to be in a different, you're going to be in that territory of like, this is right. real. So like, if that's what they want to do, then great, you know, but you got to make that, you got to make that choice. You got to make it clear. None yeah. of this like, you know, vague, whatever, you know. Yeah. That's not. That just, uh, you know, I know you haven't watched Lost, but that just reminds me, spoilers for Lost, if you haven't seen Lost, um, that I would say, for all intents and purposes, the spirit of the island takes on John Locke. Because we we found out in like a season that John's dead, and then you see John, and it's like, oh wow, what? That's crazy. And I really liked that little rug pull for me because I didn't see it coming. Yeah, but they thought he was real in that sense, right? Like they wasn't like a haunting thing or a vision thing. Like that, they th- thought it was actually John, right? Until Bri- it yeah, turned briefly. out, until it, it turned out to be yeah, like not not John. That's the thing is like they're all seeing it, right? Mm-hmm. So like. That would be a different kind yeah. of show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know that that's Yellow Jackets. Right. In, in, in right. essence, you know? No, that just, that's sort of what it reminded me of briefly. I'm just going to keep drawing comparisons to If Lost. they want to do it, they want to then go and do it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. But again, that leads me to believe, like, what is, what does the show want to be if not just another Lost kind of thing? Because if yeah. you're going to keep on bringing up Lost, then what are they doing differently? Yeah. Well, like, it's Lost in, uh, I don't know much about Twin Peaks, but I hear this show's getting a lot of parallels to Twin Peaks as well 
So I don't ever want to see like a full scale rehash of things we've already seen. But there's a reason that shows like Twin Peaks and Lost gather such a like a fan base. So I'm interested to see. I think Yellow Jackets can have something really unique. And I feel like with these first two episodes, I'm waiting for them to really hook me in, if that makes sense. Like I'm ready. I want I want them to give me something that I'm not expecting and i don't want to spend the whole season trying to hypothesize what the next twist is going to be i just want to be along for the ride Mm -hmm. so you have any thoughts about next episode i'm no i am i'm most interested to see how they all deal with um the fact that they ate jackie i'm very interested to see more of elijah wood and how misty plays out I am less invested in uh, Kevin and Matt and whatever fuck the police are doing with Shauna. And I would love to see more of the girl that's with Lottie. If so, if we spend more time on Lottie's little resort, whatever the fuck she's doing, I would really like to see more of that girl. Cause we just keep seeing her in like little flashes each episode. Like she got a little hello in this one. And I just feel like there's a reason we keep seeing her and I want to know why. Mm-hmm. I hope she's not just some random, you know what I mean? I'm going to be so upset if at the end of this, she's no one. I'm going to be like, I was your ride or die for 10 episodes. And she's just some cute girl that works for Lottie. I'm going to be very Makes sad. her smoothies. Oh, yeah. She's a smoothie wrongly, girl. You know, Fuck, I'm yeah. an idiot. Lottie is such a Karen this episode. <laughs> uh, well, So, oh, my God, that's actually really funny. Do you think, uh, do you think if. Nat wasn't there that she would have made that girl go back and make her another smoothie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just accepts it because Nat's there and she doesn't want to seem like a total B. I don't what I don't know what I don't. Uh, well, I wondered she was obviously unhappy with her smoothie and I wondered why she decided last minute to just take it because I was like, she's going to make that girl go make her another smoothie. I didn't realize she cared that much about Nat's opinion to just like alter what she was going to do. Well, she's manipulating Nat, I think, still, and trying to get her to Mm. believe certain things. So I don't know. Again, it's like she's, everything ends up being like, no, we stopped you from dying, Nat, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But she's not, there's something else going on with Lottie. She brought her there. She brought her there for a reason. She was there with Travis. Whatever the wilderness is doing with her, she's, she's, the harbinger of whatever it is. I, you can say the showrunners say that she's not evil, but I think she's, she's up to something. And so I think it's just about, yeah, let's not let on, let's not, let's, you know, she's, yeah, don't let Nat mm. in on like that. I'm whatever. Doing it's like, some I can spooky make shit. Or whatever, you know, <laughs> All right. also like she, you know, Nat also like practically killed this person, you know, yeah. so she's not trying to like make it even worse. It's like, okay, you're, I'll accept this it's movie. Fine. Just forget about it. You can stop being like. Yeah. <laughs> you got stabbed with a fork. It's fine. I'll okay. take the shitty smoothie. Well, if there's, if there's nothing else, I think we can end it there. Uh, right. Meat is finally back on the menu. Um, and we'll see where this. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're codependent content. You can yeah. find us at uh, on social media. Uh, 
I'm at Matias Allegro in most places. Shannon is Shannon Grace Riley. Mm-hmm. You can email us at codependentcontent at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Do you enjoy Jackie in The Haunting? Um, are you, uh, do you think that uh, Shauna's daughter is alive or not alive? Or what's going on with this whole like what's kid situation? <laughs> like who's, who's whose daughter? What's going on? Email us, codependentcontent at gmail.com. Find us on Discord where we do record this live every Monday. You can comment on YouTube. You can watch this on Spotify and and engage in the polls. Do whatever. Um, and yeah, until next time, uh, Shannon, I'd like to invite you out next week, uh, probably Friday. Um, but is I I don't know because okay. the, um, my schedule obviously doesn't uh, keep up with the Yellow Jackets right, schedule right, or whatever, right. but would you like to, um, uh, watch Yellow Jackets you with me what? next I week? I will clear my weekend for you, Matias. Great. Well, we'll see you all there.